As people, we become addicted to knowing. We're addicted to the acquiring of new knowledge. In fact, biologically, when you grasp a new concept, your brain releases chemicals, much like opium. Knowledge addiction gives the physical human a strong evolutionary advantage. We're guaranteed to progress if we are hardwired to learn. The human biological system, being a reflection of the greater universe, which is of course geared towards expansion, is essentially designed to maximize the rate at which new but understandable information is acquired. Once you've acquired a new bit of information, you spend your time learning something else. Without thinking about it, we pick out experiences that are new, experiences which cause us to know more. A biological addiction to know more is perfect design because it endows the physical human with a perpetuating beneficial learning behavior, even if negative consequences are experienced along the way. This is helpful in an environment of contrast such as this. The desire for knowledge is not in and of itself negative, but the quest for knowledge does have a shadow side. The shadow side is that the ego, the separate self, uses knowledge as a security blanket, as a shield, and as a sword. The ego uses knowledge to avoid things that it fears, things like insignificance, and worthlessness, and pain. Knowledge is worshipped by cultures the world over, and knowledgeable individuals are valued and command respect amongst their society. In society, knowing more about something than somebody else does boosts their social status. We become significant to others when we know something more than they do. We become significant when we are the venue through which they can get their knowledge fix. It is easy to see, then, how the ego could use knowledge to avoid insignificance, personal insecurity, and worthlessness. Knowledge also helps us prevent future calamity. If we know that winter is coming, it's easy for us to stock up food and thus survive the winter. Whereas, if we need to survive a winter and we aren't aware that winter is coming, we may not stock up food and we may starve. If we are a person who fears the future, who doesn't trust ourselves to create a future that feels good to us, then knowledge becomes the perfect tool for self-protection. Knowledge is the worrier's best friend. Knowledge can be used to keep the ego away from the rocky seas of uncertainty. Because cognitive closure makes us feel safe. If we look at the ego for what it is, it is, in essence, an identity. And because all identity is impermanent, the ego, or the identity, has one prerogative, and that's to survive. This is beneficial to us in the physical dimension because it means that part of the ego's job is to keep us alive long enough to learn. The ego serves us by facilitating our expansion. And if its goal is survival, knowledge is more essential than even food or water. After all, knowledge is what allows us to find food and water in the first place. So all humans that are identified with their ego self, with their separate identity, are knowledge addicts. We are set up to go after the goal of realization, or the goal of grasping a concept. The problem with that is that we start to see learning as something that we have to get through, the difficulty before we get that end goal. In other words, learning is something that we have to get through in order to get to the mental carrot we're chasing. So here's the punchline. You've heard it again and again. We fear the unknown. Well, I'm here to tell you today that that's total crap. We don't fear the unknown at all. 
If we feared the unknown, then babies would be terrified of everything, and they're not. So we're not really afraid of the unknown. What is it that we're really afraid of? We're afraid of what we project into the unknown. We think we know what potential negative thing the unknown might hold for us, and we are running from the projection of that potential pain. We fear what we project into the unknown based on our previous experiences. When we're faced with the unknown, the mind goes to work projecting its already acquired fears into the unknown to try to predict what lies in that unknown. It's those projections that we fear. For example, if we quit our job that we've been working at for 10 years straight to do something new, we are venturing into the unknown. But the mind doesn't fear the unknown of that experience. What it fears is the potential fall from grace in our peer group, the potential failure of venturing outside of that comfort zone. So it's not the unknown in that experience that it fears, it's what it thinks it knows about that unknown experience. If we learned not to project our fears into the unknown, the unknown would no longer be scary. The ego is obsessed with the quest for truth and knowledge because it's convinced that knowledge and truth will keep unwanted things from happening to it. But the unknown holds a glaring truth, and that is that the state of learning is a higher state than knowing. The open state of inquisition and questioning leaves all doors open to possibility. It is a state of openness. The state of knowing closes doors to all further possibility. So knowing is a state of closure. There is no progression that can happen after you're convinced that you know. You can't know everything about everything. Source doesn't even know everything about everything. There would be no reason for life to exist if Source knew everything already. Source only knows what it knows up until this point. You being a microcosm, a fractal of the larger universe, only know what you know up until this point. Because the fear of the unknown has so much to do with worry, you would benefit, if you're a worrier, from understanding that worry is a projection. Now, worry can be decreased if we start to think about worry, the things we're worrying about, in terms of value. Your worry will be greatly reduced when you train your focus to see the value that is contained in every single experience. There's a Zen master which once wrote, the barn is burnt down. Now I can see the moon. That there contains this kind of truth, that even inherent in what we would call a tragedy is value. If there is value in every experience, even the ones which we would consider uncomfortable, then we don't spend our life running around trying to avoid certain experiences. We don't spend our life running around trying to escape certain experiences. That's super, super liberating in and of itself. That's a kind of freedom. You're no longer living your life to try to get away from something. Bad experiences or unwanted experiences are only what we call experiences whose part in our growth and integration we do not yet understand. The minute we understand that all experiences enrich our life because they all cause learning and growth, no experience is seen as bad. This is exactly how Source sees bad experiences in our life. They're not seen as bad. They're seen as integral experiences, which allowed us to find integration and which allow us to find a state of peace. All experiences are seen from Source perspective as valuable. 
It's important, of course, to understand that all experiences we go through are open to interpretation. And that's really the pain and the beauty of our lives. We can either interpret something, an experience we have, in a way that causes us to feel pain, or we can interpret an experience that allows us to see the inherent beauty of that particular experience. You cannot know everything about everything. Source doesn't even know everything about everything. It only knows what it knows up until this point. So expecting yourself to know everything about everything is cruelty, and it's also the byproduct of fear. One thing can be absolutely certain, and that's that questions lead to answers, which lead to more questions, which lead to more answers, which lead to more questions. And this cycle goes on, potentially forever, because not even Source knows if there's an end to this cycle, where questions lead to answers, which lead to questions. You've all heard the saying, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. But what if I was here to tell you that there is no destination? Then it's really about just the journey. Then all life is based on exploration, expansion, adventure, the progression of discovery, and learning. So how do we come to love learning without our attachment to knowing? We face and we release our fears about not knowing. For example, I've chosen a career which is in the public eye where my job is essentially imparting information. Now I might be afraid that if I don't know everything, that the very people who profess to value me now might reject me and turn their back on me. That might be the shadow aspect of why I fear not knowing. Or I might be afraid of not knowing because if I don't know, I could make a tragic mistake. And if I make a tragic mistake, I would feel bad about myself and it would revive my childhood feelings of shame, which are painful, which I want to avoid. We need to be brave enough to face and admit to what we're really afraid of. Because the unknown has become like a scapegoat. We need to admit to the actual fears which we are projecting onto the unknown. And only then will we find liberation from those very fears. Only then will we stop telling the story that we fear the unknown.